chapter 3. want to look at the topic of what a name in Acts chapter 3. I was reading this this week and I got really blessed to read it. And we've read it a lot of times, but I thought we'd just go through the chapter. And we're going to look at what I, I personally consider to be one of the most, for me, <laughs> important topics to understand in God's Word. Um, and you know, there's, there's much on it in the Word, but just to look at a, a, a couple of sections that relate to the name of Jesus Christ. Um, and in Acts 3, chapter 1, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Now it says here this man was lame from his mother's womb. And later on we learn he's 40 years old. That's a long time. So, you know, if you ever think that, you know, you have a problem or someone you know has a problem and it's been a while, if you ever think that's a deterrent to getting deliverance, don't. Right? I mean, you know, we, 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 were, you know, we were talking about uh, some of the healings we hear about today from people. and Yeah, it's wonderful to hear, but God had the ones recorded in His Word for us to know specifically for a reason. Why He had... Do you think this was the only healing that time around Acts chapter 3? that one No. So why did God have this one recorded, right? There's always a reason. God doesn't do things haphazardly. There's always a reason for what He does, right? And there's a reason why certain records are recorded in His Word, and He wants us to take heed to certain records. So here, why would He? Why would, well, you know, maybe people have problems. If it's been a long-standing problem, they might think, "Oh, I'll never get deliverance from this." Well, how about this person here? Forty years, right? hadn't walked in forty years. Um, who's seeing Peter? And by the way, um, remember I mentioned to you the te teachings of Bishop K.C. Pillai, and if you look up his teachings on this particular verse, he'll, you'll understand that in the, in the East there were different kinds of beggars. And it isn't necessary that this man was poor. Right? A lot of times, this guy is at the front of the temple. The beggars that would go to the front of the temple were there for deliverance many times. Not, not that they needed money, but they needed deliverance. Right? And so he explains that if you want to look at that in more detail. Uh, in verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Verse 5, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Another, you know, great keys that God just openly writes in his word very simply. When it came to deliverance, what does it say? He was expecting to receive. Right? Now we've looked at doubt, worry, and all these things that stop us from believing. Here's here's a great key on how to receive. You need to we need to expect to receive. Right? It, it's not you know when we go to a situation where deliverance is required, you know, and someone's ministering or we're ministering. The expectancy has to be there. You know, again, we can look at a lot of those records in the in the Gospels where Jesus Christ, you know, who came to Jesus, lowered through the ceiling and roof, right? Do you think those people were expecting to have that man get up off that bed, right? Or the woman who came through, you know, she grabbed his hem of his garment, 
It was hard to get to Jesus. There were a lot of people around. She actually made her way there. You know, those guys crying out, have mercy on us, they're blind, they're running after him. You think these guys were expecting to receive? Yeah. There's this man expecting to receive. So when we go to God, you know, you can do this in the quiet of your own room, you know, in your own office, your bedroom, your kitchen, wherever. You go to God and you expect to receive. There's no doubt, right? Um, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. And he said, Such as I have, give I thee. So what did, did he have? Right. That's what I want to look at quickly. And we'll come back to this verse. What did he have? And what do you have that you can give? And why do you have it? Right. Look at uh, Ephesians chapter 1. We'll come back to this verse. Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 15, it says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of His calling, and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And here, listen to this. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power right, to usward who believe? Now, Peter said to that man, he said, Such as I have, give I thee. Where did he get it? Right. Here it says, And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe. So God decided that He would give us the ability because well, when we believe. That's what it says here. Who? So according to the working of His mighty power. So He's going to allow us to use His mighty power, which verse 20, He wrought where? In Christ. Right. It says the power is available to every one of us here. Anybody who believes on Jesus Christ has this ability available to him right now. Right? It's not like you got to wait, you know, until you memorize the whole Bible. It doesn't matter how young you are, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter what you know, what you don't know. The ability is available because he wrought the power in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, set him at his own right hand, and wrought the power in Jesus Christ at that time. He made that power available through the work of Jesus Christ. So when Peter said, such as I have, he didn't even know this yet, really. This hadn't even been written yet. Right? right? This is written later. Paul wrote this. Right? Yet, what he said was accurately, perfectly in line. He probably knew it because he was taught it, but it was accurate to what the Word of God says. Such as I have. What do I have? I have the ability... He said to heal in the name of Jesus Christ, and it was done through the work of God, having wrought the power in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. It's not your power. We'll see that. Peter even admits it later. It wasn't His power. It was the power that God gave Him. Right? Um, far above all principality and power, verse 21, 
and might and dominion and every name that is named. So this power is above all principality and power. That means all the devil spirits and all their cohorts and all the other evil that's out there that tries to stop you from believing, stop me from believing. That power is greater than all that. So you never need that to come into your thinking. And every name that is named. There is no other name named that has the same power. It just doesn't, it's not possible. So the other names, just, they're wash. Not only in this world, right, but also in that which is to come. This power that you and I have access to, it's got some longevity here. Okay? This, this life is not all there is. Right? There's a lot more coming because of what God has done in Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget it. Right? And have put all things under His feet and gave Him to be the head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him that filled all in all. All abilities and all belief. You have all access to all of it right now. Right? And it's going to have an impact, not in this life only, but in that which is to come. Interesting. Look at Philippians chapter 2. Just looking briefly at when Peter said, Such as I have, what did he have? Philippians chapter 2. This is another one of my favorite verses in the Bible or sections. I love this section. In chapter 2, verse 5, Let his mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, or didn't consider equality with God something that he wanted. That's not what he wanted. Even though millions try to do that to him, that's not what he wanted. Right? who being in the form of, uh, verse 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, and here's what God did again, we just read it in Corinthians, and sorry, in Ephesians, but here's another way of saying it in Philippians. Right? Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name. Isn't that what Ephesians said? Right? Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So his name is above every name. Right? That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Those, that, that shows us, just brief in brief, what it was that Peter was talking about when he said, Such as I have, give I thee. Let's go back to Acts chapter 3. Verse 6, 3, 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. And now when we read the next part, you'll know exactly why this worked. What does he say? He says, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Right? Why could he say that with certainty? Because we just read it. God is the one who wrought that power in Jesus Christ when he raised him from the dead, sat him in his own right hand, and gave him a name that is above every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Right? That's, God did that. He took him up, sat him there, and says, Here we are. And guess what? You have all access to that power because he gave it to us for it who believe right here's peter he said to that man in the name of jesus christ get up right verse seven 
somewhere between verse 6 and 7, something supernatural took place in that man's legs. You think the power to heal that man's legs was uh, probably similar or even less than the power required to raise Jesus Christ from the dead? How about the power that God used to put the planets in their orbits and the galaxies in the sky and cause the earth to do what it did? How about all that power, right? You think it's difficult for that power to be used to heal a man's legs? Right. Right. It's, it's pretty simple when you think about it from that point of view. It's like, wow. And God says, here you go. You can use that power that I use to raise my son from the dead. I've given it, I've wrought it in the name of my son, and you can use that power whenever you want. Right? Wow. Think about that. You, you might think, well, and he'll answer that if you have that, if you have that uh, problem. You might think, well, I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. What do I know? Right? He, he actually responds to that in the manager when they, when, they, when they ask him what happened. Right? We'll see that. Look, so verse 7, he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Right? Man had never walked for 40 years, and immediately his ankle bones received strength, and he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Right? And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. It's interesting. They were filled with wonder and amazement. Peter replies to that as well. There's some interesting things Peter says here about uh, what happens here. It's very interesting. Look at verse 11. And as he, the lame man which was healed held Peter and John can you imagine probably hugging them and holding them like I would too right I'd never walked for 40 years and all of a sudden this man helps me to walk I'd be holding them pretty cold not letting them go either all the people ran together onto them on the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering so first of all wonder and amazement and then greatly wondering and look what Peter says and when Peter saw it he answered unto the people ye men of Israel why marvel you at this that's an interesting question isn't it don't you think you should marvel at somebody who just hadn't walked in 40 years and jumps up and walks? You think, yeah. I'd be... And Peter says, why are you marveling at this? Why do you guys find this is odd? Right? That's an interesting question, right? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? So the first thing he asks him, why are you so surprised? And then he says, remember I said to you, if you think you're not good enough or you don't know enough, he says, well, Peter says, why are you looking at me as though by my own power or holiness, I made him to walk. Interesting statement, isn't it? It's a great statement. Let's see what he says. Verse 13, The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, had glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murder to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life. He is called the Prince of Life. Life, power, strength comes from Jesus Christ. Right? He's the Prince of it. 
And he's the leader of life in every form. Whom God raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And here it is, verse 16. And his name, through faith in his name. You know, we should key into this verse and inscribe it on our heart. Right? Whenever we need help, or whenever we know somebody that needs help, we need to understand what he's saying here. He says, And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man Strong. Why could you have believing in the name of Jesus Christ? We just read it in Colossians and Philippians and, 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 and Ephesians. Because God put the power in that name. He's the one who gave that name. He said, you know what? I'm going to mark him out as, as the one that you're to believe on. Jesus Christ is the one. That's what I want you guys to believe. Remember when they asked Jesus? When they asked him, help us work the works when they asked, uh, what was his response? Believe on him whom he hath sent. Right? It's always Jesus Christ. So here he says, His name through faith in his name hath made this man strong. So he said, if you think it was us by our holiness, no, faith in the name of Jesus Christ hath made this. So if you ever think you're too weak or don't have the ability or don't know enough or have made too many mistakes, you're in good standing. Because that's the same with everybody else in humanity, right? That's why you can say it's not by your own power. So when you minister healing to somebody, it's faith or believing or the right way of believing in the name of Jesus Christ. That takes you out of the equation, right? Takes your, your inability out of the equation. Because right? God is the one who put that power in the name of Jesus Christ. Whom, whom you see and know, yea, the faith which is by Him hath given Him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So he replies to the whole thing about why you're looking at us. And now look at why he, and he'll also reply to uh, the thing about when he said, why marvel at this? Right. Verse 17. And now, brethren, I want that through ignorance you did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before had shown by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should so suffer, he hath fulfilled. Right? So he says, you guys should know better than this. He said, you guys should know that everything that the prophets, by the way, which you guys have been reading in the Old Testament, is telling these guys there, you should know that Jesus Christ just did everything the prophets said that he was supposed to do. You see, he's trying to answer that question, why are you marveling at this? Right? He says more about this. In other words, he's saying, you should expect this. This should be something you expect to happen, not, wow, I can't believe it happened. And, you know, I would almost venture to say a lot of believers today are in the mode of saying, oh, I can't believe that happened, as opposed to, I expect this to happen because I can read in the prophets that he was going to do this, and he did this, and then when I believed on his name, I spoke in tongues, and then the rest, everything else should be just exactly as is written in His Word. Right? We shouldn't marvel at it. You know, did you ever, anybody ever tell you about a healing and your first thought would be, oh, I'm not sure that actually was true. Right? That's not the way we should be thinking. We should be thinking, wow, I fantastic. that's exactly what it says in the Word. That is great. That's where the mind has to go. Because right? that's what the Word says. Verse 18. But though, sorry, verse 19. 
Repent ye therefore, and be converted your sins, and be made blood out, when the times of refreshment shall come from the presence of the Lord. And ye shall send Jesus Christ, which before you was prepared, preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the red times of restitution of all things which God had spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets, all of them, <laughs> since the world began. All of them talked about the coming of Jesus Christ. For Moses truly said unto the fathers of prophets, shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. That's what it says. And here it is again, third time. And all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. So why marvel you at this? Why are you amazed that this would happen? 25. You are the children of the prophets of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you, and turning away every one of you from his iniquities. As they spake these unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. They came to these guys, they were grieved that they were teaching about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now eventide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about 5,000. 5,000 people heard the word and believed. Right? One guy got healed. 5,000 believed. Right? Why do you think the adversary worked so hard to convince me and you that this is no longer possible. Right? What does it lead to? It leads to people turning to Jesus Christ. Thousands. And you see the adversary very much at work here because you got these guys coming in saying, oh, you can't be teaching that. And they threw these guys in jail by whom more than 5,000 had received eternal life. Right? You see, that you, you never forget the spiritual battle that is waging. Right? You see it all the time in Acts. Right? Verse... And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they grabbed these guys, threw them in jail, all the high echelon, the high religious echelon, by the way, people who were heads of the churches of the time, right, who had the top positions in religious circles. They set them in the midst. They asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? How did you guys do this? How did you guys heal this guy? Right. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel. There they are. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the way, whom you crucified, right, little shot there, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. How many times does God have to say it, right? 
that it's in the name of Jesus Christ. If you think you're unable, if you think you're not good enough, you're right. What has given you good enoughness is Christ in you. <laughs> That's my new word for the day. Right? And if you think you don't know enough, probably not. I, don't, I mean, I don't think I'll ever get to the point where I think I know anything. The more you look at God's word, the more I'm convinced, the less I know. Right? You, you go on, I never saw that. How many times have you gone to the Word and you go, oh, how stupid can you be? Right? I, it happens regularly to me. I don't have to tell you that much. You read it and you go, wow, it's so simple. Look, the name of Jesus Christ. Did Peter, did Peter go to seminary for five years? Did he study the Bible for 30 years after he heard? Did he even have a Bible? No. <laughs> the Old Testament. Wrote a few books himself later. But you got to think about, you know, it's believing is simple. It's not by you. He says, look, it's not by my power or holiness. I didn't do, it's not, I, could, I don't have the ability. But God gave me the ability. God gave you the ability, right? You see somebody hurting in your family. You see somebody hurting in the world. You have the power, you have the ability to use the name of Jesus Christ. To bring deliverance. To teach them about the name of Jesus Christ. It's not you. It's not your power or holiness. And I guarantee if you speak it and say it, you will get the same response these guys got get in jail I don't want you saying that I don't want to hear that anymore right that's what's happening here by the name of Jesus Christ that's why he is whole whole completely perfect soundness no more physiotherapy perfect soundness in the presence of you all verse 11 this is the stone Jesus Christ which was set at not a few builders you go ah oh, it's nothing and he has become the head of the corner those people who rejected the stone Jesus Christ the rock did not realize that he would become the most important part of the building, right? That's how stupid they were. And that's how stupid people are today. Verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no, none other name. None other name. How many times has he talked about the name here? Right? What a name! There is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved or made whole or delivered. It's the same word. Delivered. That's the name that brings deliverance and salvation is the name of Jesus Christ. And people need to hear about this name again. Amongst your friends, our friends, our workers. They got to hear about this name. Right? Why would you not tell somebody about the name that brings total deliverance and salvation and wholeness? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? Right. Verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John... And perceive that they were unlearned and ignorant men. So if you think you're unlearned and ignorant, you're in good company. <laughs> you know, I'm happy to say I'm unlearned and ignorant. No ability, unlearned, ignorant. And that's what Peter said. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. That's an interesting statement. Right? I have to ask myself this question when I go to work or when I go anywhere I go. Do people know that I know Jesus Christ? Do people know that you know Jesus Christ? In this case here, these guys were fishermen, right? They didn't. They were unlearned, ignorant men, and they said, "Wow, we know you've been with Jesus." How'd they know that? Right? What they were saying, what they were doing. Now, do people know that about me? Right? Do they see you as somebody who has been with Jesus Christ? Right? Good question. You know, it's a question that, to me. A lot of times, the answer is no, and it's a, it's, a, it's to my own shame, right? Then some days, well, you know, I, I try to speak His Word. Try to do what the Word of God says to do. Hopefully they recognize something. Right? I don't know. 
But the point is that it's not by our own holiness, our own worthiness, not by our learning. It's by the name of Jesus Christ. And that's what God made it so simple. Verse 14, And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. There's that battle again. Why the heck would you want to say anything against it? But it's, that, it's, the, 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 it's the adversary. Because he's the only one who wants to count say say something bad about a healing. But it's there. But when they had commanded them to go aside of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them and manifest to all and is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. We cannot deny it. We they they wanted to speak against it and they wanted to deny it. There's that battle. But that it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. There's that name. We ought to be so fully appreciative, cognizant, and expectant of deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 18. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God. So if you think you're doing something wrong, recognize you are obeying God when you speak in the name of Jesus Christ, despite what the deniers and other people want to say around. Judge you, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go finding nothing, how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was shown. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Had a little meeting. Hey, you know what happened? <laughs> and when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. I love that verse. Thank you. God is saying, yep, thank you. Which made, has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Who by the mouth of thy David, servant David, has said, Why do the people of heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, listen to this, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. I mean, if there's any doubt about the power that is in his name, how many times does it mention, just in that brief section, about the name of Jesus Christ? Right? We'll close in Colossians chapter 1. I know sometimes it might seem like a bit of a stretch, especially when the kids are young and learning about these things. But, you know, as you get older and older, I'd like to think that, you know, our heart's desire is the same as the men in the Word, where they say that in our lives, we must decrease and Christ must increase in our lives. Right? That's a, it's, a, 
it's a good way to look at life is like when when people see you they see less of you and more of Christ you know and that's that's uh, my prayer anyway you know to the best of our ability but that prayer is based strictly on what it says here in Colossians right Colossians 1 25 it says whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God even the mystery which hath been hid remember and we're not going to look at it in detail but that mystery that God hid in Christ that had the devil known it he would not have crucified Jesus Christ he wouldn't have done that which is pretty important if you think that there is any reason why God why, why, why sorry, the adversary would not have crucified Jesus Christ is probably a pretty important reason even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and generations but now is made manifest to his saints verse 27 to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you right, the hope of glory Christ in, in you that's why dead to self alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord that he must increase, we must decrease, because the Bible says that we have Christ in us, right? the hope of glory. We have the ability to walk as he walked. We have the ability to call on the name of Jesus Christ and to expect, not to marvel at this, but to expect, expecting to receive something because God put that power in that name when he raised him from the dead. You know, we have to ask ourselves, do we, do we think that We've been robbed of the authority by the deniers, by those who would people put people in jail for using his name, by the mockers and unbelief in the society. Have we been robbed of our authority to use the name of Jesus Christ on a regular basis? They prayed to God for more boldness to speak. They said, look, we want more. That was one healing. 5,000 people. right? One deliverance. And they said, God grant us more signs, miracles, and wonders, not by our own power or by our own holiness, but by the name of Jesus Christ. We're not, we're not learned or wise, we're ignorant, unlearned men, but by the name of Jesus Christ. What a name. And we need to be ready to expect to receive constantly, without doubt, right? But when we use the name of Jesus Christ for ourselves and for those others. You know, and I remember, I read a record in the Bible today, I was reading this morning, there's a record when Peter goes to, um, remember that woman who died, Dorcas? She, she made clothes and all that, and Peter was nearby, and she had died. That's a pretty serious sickness. Right? It's the worst kind, right? She had died. And when Peter, and it was interesting, when I was reading that section, when Peter went to her house to minister, because they called him, said, Peter, hurry up, don't delay, get over here. He went over there, and she's dead. They had washed her. It says they had washed her and put her in there. And they were weeping and showing him, oh, look at all the clothes she used to make, and she's dead now, and she's a wonderful believer. Right. He, doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't say in the Word of God that he used the name of Jesus Christ open. It doesn't say in there in the name of Jesus Christ. He just said, get up. Right. See, it's not just you and me saying the words. Right. You don't have to even say any words. Right. What's your expectancy in the authority that God has given you and me. What do you, how do we walk, right? It's not the words. Just saying the things or going through the motions is religion. But believing in your heart is understanding right, what God has done in Jesus Christ. Peter just said, Tabitha, get up. And she says here, he kneeled and he prayed. Right? 
I don't know what he prayed. It doesn't say. Then he just said, Tabitha, get up. Because he knew that he had the authority in what God had done in the name of Jesus Christ, right? All right, so that's that.